Football debates, hot takes, and analysis our way. With compas and a carne asada, this is Football Asada. Welcome home. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Football Asada. We got the boys back. Chris, German, Diego, and today we got what's a very up, special up? guest. We got my guy Francisco. You might have seen him on his TikToks, you know, out there with the W ball knowledge or on East Village Times over in San Diego. <laughs> what's up, Francisco? How you doing, bro? How's it going, guys? Good to be here. Uh, happy to be here. And yeah, ready to talk some ball. Cool. Let's, let's go, go bro. Let's go. So, yo, if you guys have been on Twitter and I'm talking today, we're recording Friday, January 27th. Y'all see some wild stuff on here. We got a... First, it was uh, Marcelo Bielsa completely out. Then it was Marcelo Bielsa might be in. And now it's Piojo Herrera's completely out. So we got, you know, the, uh, uh, and now it's like uh, Almada too. So uh, let's, let's get it's it started. It's all over what the place right now. So right now, as of today, as of recording, uh, well, we can just talk about the incident that literally just happened right now. Uh, Tuca Ferretti called one of the, the hosts on, Afri- I don't know, on Football Picante, you said, or somewhere? It was on ESPN and, for sure. Yeah, ESPN yeah. and said that Piojo's not going to be the coach, and he didn't know he was on live. So that that's gonna that washes away Piojo already. A lot of people want him. A lot of people don't want him. So it just it ties it down to Almada. Almada and Bielsa. I think I think yeah, Almada and Bielsa. But I I think Almada is a pretty good choice in my opinion. Okay, we'll start there. Almada, what do we, what do we think? What do you think, Francisco, about Almada? Yeah, I think he's a better option overall than than Piojo for sure. Um, but Bielsa, a lot of people do want him. Um, I just don't think it'll work with the federation, how they want to control things. And there's, there's, there doesn't really seem to be a change, an initiative to be changed in the federation. And for Bielsa to work like good, there would need to be a big change. I mean, with this committee they created and then Ares de Parga as the, as the new president, I, I, don't, I don't really see Bielsa as like really interested in the, in the project, to be honest with you. Um, so I think Almada is a really good choice, you know, your current champion. Um, his tactics, he's uh, willing to change them up, you know, which is important for like a Mexico coach because on some games you're going to be offensive. On other games you're going to be, you know, uh, more counterattacks and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think Almada is a really good option. Chris, German. Yeah, I think uh, at first I was like, after Tata, I was low-key kind of traumatized. So I was like, we need a Mexican coach. Like these outsiders don't know anything about the league. But Almada, he is uh, a foreigner, but he has been a part of Liga MX. Like he does know the league, and he is a champion. He's a not like an ex champion. He's the current back to back champion, or not back to back. No, the current champion. I mean, they could go back to back. I mean, they they're could, fucking though. beasts, right? They, they don't sell Chavez. They, they don't sell yeah, Kevin. They're not bro. selling anyone. Like they're not going to sell anyone. Yeah, and they could have won three in a row. And they might add a striker yeah, too. Been three. Yeah. So. Yeah, and fucking beast, he's bro. He's, he's a type of coach, like I said, like Francisco was saying right now, like he adapts his, his system, he adapts his, uh, his formation. He plays, most of the time he plays 4 2 3 one, which is the preferred formation, which is like for most of the Mexicans abroad. So I feel like the ones abroad would adapt to the system well too. He gives chances to the young players, like Pachuca always has, but especially him, like um, he replaces left, the left back Aceves with another left back who's really young. They have a couple of defenders like Nico Castillo, who he's I think his name is Nico Castillo. Something Castillo. Jose Castillo, my bad. A young defender for Pachuca. Um, they're littered with young talent, like all over the field. So I feel like he would give, he wouldn't be so tied to like the old generation of players and 
we could finally like kind of just start fresh with like a new coach who's currently you could arguably the best one in the league who gives confidence to young players. It's like it all spells like something great in my opinion. I, th- I think that's a key there, right? Because like we got to make note that the selection has chosen like Jimmy Lozano to be the auxiliar for whatever coach comes in. And uh, up, up until now, we thought it was either Piojo or Armada. But Jimmy Lozano did, uh, uh, you know, the Proceso in the U23s with uh, Olimpiadas. We saw a lot of good players come out of there. Um, and now he has a chance to be an auxiliar. And I think one of the criticisms that we had for the for Mexico in this last cycle with Tata was, we were literally the oldest team, not only in CONCACAF, but in the World Cup. So now... I think two second oldest. oldest no? Second oldest. Second now. oldest. That's insane. And and now we're coming in with an auxiliar and a head coach that are known to work with young players, are known to develop young players. And we have a bunch of players, Marcelo Flores, Santi Jimenez, uh, Kevin Alvarez, Julian Araujo, just, just off the top of my head, that are waiting waiting for that opportunity to explode. And even some that haven't called up, been called up yet, like Jeremy Marquez from Atlas, um, Fidel Ambriz, who I know he's still doing his uh, proceso with the with the younger ones. But, I mean, we could very much see a lot of those players start getting minutes for the senior team. Um, I think personally, I'll go with Almada. I think we tried Piojo. And, and sure, a, a lot of people get, I think, b- built off of the nostalgia from 20, 2014. 2014. Um, I know he had a great, he had a good World Cup. We were uh, minutes away from, you know, going to the Quito Partido, but some people forget um, uh, Piojo's performances after. We were horrible. Um, so I, I think Almada would be a refreshing face for, for Mexico, for sure. Shit. We, I think, think we can all agree then. We all want Almada in. Jimmy yeah, as the uh, assistant coach. Uh, new generation coming in. We got a lot of talent coming in. Um, he started five U23 players in his last game. They won 4-1. He knows the youth talent in Mexico already. You know, he has a grasp of Mexican, you know, football. So I think we'll be chilling with Almada. I don't know if we'll make it to 2026, though, dude. It's a long time. You got the Copa America that just got announced today, too. You know, a lot of things are coming up. But I'm excited for, you know, what's coming up. And... It probably is going to be Almada. But the thing is, how are they going to do a U-turn on Bielsa if they yeah, said nah and now they're saying yeah? I think it may, there's a chance it may be Bielsa, dude. But the Bielsa yeah. is asking for a law. I don't know if you guys saw the like what he wants if he joins. It's a lot yeah. of things, bro. It's crazy. He's asking yeah, for he, like the practice facility to be in Pachuca. A bunch of shit, dude. We'll see, though. I'll take Almada. I don't know about Bielsa, dude. I feel like he asked for too much. He's old. Kind of like Tata. I mean, he's smarter, but not, not, not for me. If it's between, like, Piojo and Almada, I would obviously go Almada. But if it's between Bielsa and Almada, I think it's really interesting. Because Bielsa, although he hasn't really won much, like, he's, like, your manager, your favorite manager's favorite manager. Literally, like, all the all like, the top managers, like, love him and talk about how great he is and how he's, like, a tactician and how he spends hours and hours and hours like um like just studying the game you know so like he obviously knows ball but then like the, the contrary to him is like i guess apparently at leeds he was like very stubborn to his system and like wouldn't want to really change which we don't really want that again because i thought was thinking like that you know i thought was always using the 4-3-3 and even though it wouldn't work and it didn't really fit our team he would stick to it so if it's kind of tough like i don't, I don't know like yes um yeah. yeah, so his players usually get uh, like tired like midway through the season just because it's way too um, like aggressive his style. 
a lot of the times too. That just happens with the clubs. I mean, obviously, national team is different, but um, it'll, that'll actually be good because I think a lot of the players need like that push, right? Um, in terms yeah. of Bielsa, yeah. yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, bro, we're we're like Mexico. We're not like we're not too good for Bielsa. So like, I don't I don't think we should be dismissing him. Like, oh no, we don't need him. Like, no, we we do need him. Um, oh, definitely. Is he the best candidate? We'll we'll have to wait and see. But I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if, he, if he's on our team, even though like again, he's another foreigner who's never been a part of Liga Max. I don't think. Yeah, in the in the '90s, I believe he was. Uh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think he. Uh, Atlas. Atlas. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, I me mean, neither. I, just, I didn't know that either. But the thing is, I do think he does have, like, that burning passion for the game where, like, he loves projects. And he like, probably sees Mexico as, like, a really big project. And if you were to see it that way, like, I could see him building us from the ground up. Kind of like how he did with Chile. Like, a lot of people credit him for Chile's success um, in 2015, 2016. Like, the building up that golden generation with Alexis Sanchez, Arturo Vidal and stuff. So... If you do something similar with us, great. The big key, though, like if they do, if they do sign Bielsa, they they just need to let him work, though. Like, like with Tata, there was a lot of intervention. That's not gonna work. Like the minute they try to do that, he's either gonna leave or it's just not gonna work at all. Like that's the big uh, key with Bielsa. I think I think uh, a key, two key things for for whoever comes in is first they're gonna have to take control of that locker room and really put authority because. I don't know whether that was a question of lack of authority or whether it was uh, Tata's uh, inability to really like see past the system he had built for four years. But um, <clears throat> like, you know, we had for, for the last two years of that cycle, right? Players like Chaka Rodriguez, Jesus Gallardo, that just were not working out. And maybe Jesus Gallardo got a little bit of the redemption in the World Cup because he was really good. But, um, you know, to be able to, you know, take those players and, and you know, put them to the sideline and be like, you're in danger of losing your spot if you, if you don't step up. Because that's the problem we had. And Raul Jimenez was the prime example of that uh, pre-Qatar 2022. He was injured. It's like, how are you going to take an, uh, you know, a striker? And so that's that's first. And and I think second, what's key is that, that it's not only like – I think the biggest thing at play for Mexico right now is pride because they, they need to take back the, the, the confederation, like the region, because it's not – Mexico's not dominating CONCACAF right now. It's it's the U.S. And and Canada's, like, closely behind. They're not too far. And Canada, like, yeah, I mean, they beat us in Edmonton. It's, like, that was the first time they beat us in I don't know how long. Like, they need, they need to be able to, first and foremost, get the region back, and then, second, go back to Conmebol and be able to compete again, which is why I, I think, like, a South American coach is pretty pretty good idea. I, I like how you mentioned, the like, that – if let's say a player is not working at all like i don't want him there like it, it should piss me the fuck off when when, when we fucking that, that would happen bro it would piss me off because like why don't we just at least sub two three guys out like try three new players like this should just piss me off like seeing the same person that's why when i when i saw chaka leave and uh and fucking Jonathan Salcedo. Los and Salcedo, <laughs> i'm like bro i'm like finally like something's fucking happening bro but yeah. like it was just them and then like no one else but yeah that's but check out I, I just, I just want <clears throat> Like, check it took, out it took forever, like, bro. Chaka Rodriguez was still starting World Cup qualifiers in 2022. Like, think about that. We have Jorge Sanchez, Kevin Alvarez, Julian Araujo, and, like, we're still starting Chaka. Literally, Chaka in the hardest qualifier at the U.S. Like, I can't believe that. Dude, that was insane. Chaka Rodriguez, like, bro, Chaka Rodriguez in his prime wasn't even good enough for the national team. How is he going to be good enough at 34? 
Things our like that didn't make any sense. Our backline against the USA when we played them away during qualifiers, it was Johan Vasquez, Chaka, Cata, Dominguez, and who was the right? Who was the other center back? Gallardo, I forgot. Gallardo. It was terrible. It was Gallardo and Cata, Chaka, and uh, Johan Vasquez. Bro, Johan Vasquez didn't even play during the World Cup too, dude. Like three players in that lineup did like didn't play a single minute at the World Cup. Luis Romo too in the midfield didn't play a single minute. Oh yeah. Also, no, Luis Romo, dude. I, I, that shit pissed me off, bro. I, I swear, I never rated Luis Mo- Romo ever, bro. And to, the fact that he was our CD, our backup CDM, pissed me the fuck off. And he, and he would start as well sometimes, even at midfield, bro. That shit just pissed me off, bro. He's so bad. I don't even know what's his quality, bro. He's just tall. <laughs> I swear. I swear. He is pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he's just tall. That's it. But fuck. I mean, what's good also is our back line. That's projected to be the 20, let's say for the 2024 Copa America is in Europe right now. Yeah. Are projected, are projected. So that's uh, Artiaga, that's Johan, that's Montes, and that's Jorge Sanchez, right? And not Jorge Sanchez, bro. He's just, he's not good. But, but okay, that's, that's, that's our, okay. If, we're, if we were to take our players that are in Europe, we have a backline of European players as of right now. I think Kevin Alvarez is for sure going to leave soon. I hope he does. He's talented as fuck. I, I see him starting in the 2026 World Cup, but what's it called? I don't know. Like, I, I just hope, like, unless like there's a Liga MX player that's killing it, I, I really want these European guys to be fucking, like, the ones, like, like starting or playing. Because, again, Johan Vasquez, is, he, he got, I think he got a starting rollback after the new manager came in. It's the one that signed them in Genoa. So, I think Johan's going to get a lot of game time. Montes is killing it right now in Spain. I think he he, he adapted very well. Very, very good. And Artiaga's killing it right now. What you're bringing up, though, like, they're in Europe, but I still think, like, um, in terms of the coach, like, like how much talent does he really have to work with? Like, what can we expect from, like, even a new manager? Like, are those players, I know they're in Europe, but are they really the level of a quarterfinals and stuff like that? Like, making a quarterfinal finally? Probably, no, 100% not, 100%. But also, like, it's crazy that we, we played just how, how many Liga MX players did we play over Europeans that were doing? I, I don't good? think I don't really think it's how many Liga MX players did we play, but it's how many like what like the wrong Liga MX. <laughs> yeah, players the wrong Liga. Yeah, how many wrong Liga MX players were we playing? Because Luis like, Chavez was basically the Luis best. Ch- player no, Luis in the Chavez World was Cup. our best player. This, yeah, definitely. No, Luis Chavez, bro. He's that's gonna be key though with the new coach, like just not. Not play players because they're in Europe or because they're be- they've been there for like a long time. I mean, just whoever's whoever's uh, doing good <laughs> at the time, performing, performing. That's not whoever's performing, bro. Like Raúl Jiménez, how you said he should have not been there. It should have been Santi. Like it should just oh, it, it pisses me off, man. That's, that's what was so confusing with Tata, bro. Like, like he would play like Luis Chavez, who had like zero experience throughout his entire cycle, and then he like played in the entire World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, like, yeah, but then, like, he would, like, other players, he would, like, be so, like, wouldn't, like, wouldn't, like, how, how would you say it? Like, Gallardo, he was immovable. Yeah, like, just, it just, something that just didn't make sense to me. He was, like, very inconsistent, like, would, uh, all over the field. Like, some positions, he's, like, like, oh, I'm going to play you because you're getting a lot of minutes. And then other players, like, or Achache. But then he, like, bench someone. Yeah, exactly, like. That's crazy that that you guys bring up Achache because that's the other thing that the next coach, no matter who it is, needs to take control of. 
Acha Acha is out here on, on in public, publicly going, I'm preparing myself for the 2026 World Cup. Someone needs to stop that man and say, <laughs> hey, he, he's going to be there. That, that's Chris's boy. Christ. That's Chris's boy. Chris said he was going to start doing oh, the World Cup and ball out. He'll, he'll, he'll be there in 2026. Him and Ochoa, bro, we're going to have a bunch of old-ass players. Ochoa, Chicharito, Achacha starting in 2026. The only old guy I would want, not even, but not starter, just to get taken is Ochoa, bro. Third keeper, I would want Ochoa there. Just okay. be, be in, in history, be the first person to get called up six times to World Cup. I feel like it would just be fucking amazing to have that, as like a Mexican, to have that record. Uh, but yeah, Ochoa is the only one that should actually be there if we're gonna go with one old guy bro also this is probably undermined but the ability to bring in dual nets y'all saw i mean greg berhalter wasn't a master tactician and everyone hates him but yo, know he was able to bring in dual nets like like crazy i think mexico needs to really take advantage of that and there's a lot of dual nets there's a lot of dual that, that aren't even mexican-american like like uh like um t- i think town wilke is like dutch and uh, mexican i think right when that plays in, yeah. uh, where's there's he some, right there's now? some English Boosh? Mexican guy too. There's some guy from Switzerland or the twins from Switzerland. The the uh, the uh, Williman twins, the Williman twins. Yeah, then they got um, Hugo Weckman who's on yeah. trial at Port, Weckman, Porto. Yeah, from Tijuana, he left straight from Tijuana. There's a uh, what's my guy in uh, Bilbao, uh, Anthony Padilla, playing for Bilbao. Yeah, Alex there's like a ton of. Oh yeah, Alex Padilla, Anthony. I'm thinking about my boy Anthony Ramos. Shout out to Ramos. Santos Laguna, future striker. Backup's going to be Santi Munoz. Oh, yeah, Santi Munoz is a dual national. He can play for the USA, too. Yeah, but he's uh, he's yeah. Estado Nostro Lado. Think, he's on our Yeah, side. I think he's Mexican. Nah, yeah. I think he could play for the USA, bro. He's, he's from Texas, dude. Think about it. He's from Texas. Everyone from Texas plays for the USA. Papis and Dejas. I want to admit, I want to send Dallas back. So hopefully our next coach can bring some. Everyone switched up, bro. Everyone switched up after the, the last couple of games. Did you bro. switch up, Diego? I think I did too. What, what about you, Francisco? Are you a pro or, or anti Sendai House? Nah, I think he's super overrated. I don't like. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like Mexico really needs him. I think he's just another one of these players that they're flashy, but like when it comes down to it, I don't think he's going to be like. The next Carlos Bella or something. Like I just think he's gonna be right below that threshold, and I don't really think Mexico's gonna need him at the end of the day. But if he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. I mean, let's see what happens. Uh, That's just soccer, but like I don't know. Me personally, I I take Sadejas over and Ariel Antuna and Piojo Alvarado. Well, yeah, 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 for sure. But I just don't think he makes like that that difference. That yeah, yeah, yeah. the difference. Yeah. I, uh, hey, that left foot though, that's just deadly. That foot could add another America, to, uh, against. Uh, yeah. He almost had another one too after that. He had the post. He had a very good game. So I'm like, shit. Go and assist. Yeah. And I mean, the USA game, I don't know if you guys saw it. He only did, he only did good like second half. Like, yeah, he was playing like as an attacking mid. Yeah. He moved. Yeah. And he, then I mean, uh, Brandon Vasquez good. scored though. Another cross-national. Also, Cade Cowell, dude. He's also doing oh, that. Oh, that took off. Dude, that but the, I don't know, bro. I th- I think he's full US, so yeah, I don't think he's no, no way. Oh, yeah, he's not coming. He's not coming. Over he's full USA, but he said I'm I'm open if Mexico call me for like a camp, and you know we can see. That's what he said after the I game. I don't think Mexico will. His brother, his brother is playing for the U15 Mexican national team. So chance, chance, Cal. Yeah. So I mean, he could end up playing too. You, you never know, bro. Anything can happen. Like like with the new coach, and let's say we start fucking like beasting, bro. Like a lot of Duanats would definitely want to play. 
like under like a good coach, a good system. I think that's why I think the coach is important, bro. Like especially because the U.S. doesn't have a coach right now. Like if the U.S. were to just either one rehire with Greg Berhalter or two hire like some random no name, I feel like a lot of donuts would be like, "Well, I'd rather play for a coach that has prestige like Bielsa instead of like." Like, instead of someone like from the MLS. If they re-sign Greg, bro, I feel like it's going to be hard because, like, bro, the whole Geo situation, like, I'm pretty sure people, people are going to be like, what the fuck, bro? Hey, like, that fool scored two know. winners. Dude, Geo Reyna, I, well, I think he's he's the, he's the best talent out of the whole USMNT right now. He's going to okay. be the best. Let me ask you guys a question. Everyone answer. If we get, I'm going to ask one for the same question for Almada and the same one for Bielsa. Let's say we get Almada and Bielsa, either or, through to 2024, right? The end of 2024. Okay, how far are we going to go in Gold Cup and how far are we going to go in Copa America for Almada? Let's start with Almada. Okay, I don't well, think we go Gold far. Cup, I think we go to the final. Yeah, Gold Cup, I think it has to be, bro. We'll go we to lose. the final. I don't know if we'll win, but we'll make it to the final. If we don't, we fucking suck. And then for the Copa America, I'm saying quarterfinal exit. With Almada. With Almada. Yeah, I'll go final in the Gold Cup for sure. And then Copa America... Yeah, quarter quarters, but for like locked, but like I feel like there's semifinal potential based on the like whoever we get or whatever. I think uh, I don't think either coach makes a difference, bro. Like I, think, like I don't think like we're gonna go an extra round if we have either one of them. So I feel like for my answer, it would be the same for both. I think for the Gold Cup, I don't know. I, I, I I'm gonna be pessimistic. It has I think to. we get I think we get eliminated in the semis, bro, in the Gold Cup. Against who? Against who? Who's kicking us out of semis? I think if we were to play Canada, I don't, I don't think it would be Canada. Especially if we have a generational change, I think Canada would be. I think Canada just is more hungry to be in the fight. Like, oh, like we want to make it a, a three-headed race in Concacaf, not just USA Mexico. Like they, they're more thirsty for a trophy than we are. Well, shit, I would be thirsty for a trophy too if I haven't won shit like in fucking thirty years. <laughs> Ever, haven't won Fuck, anything dude, ever. They, in their Twitter bio, in their Twitter bio, Concacaf octagonal <laughs> champions, fucking qualifiers. Who cares? Yeah. Like no yeah, one cares if you like finish first in qualifiers. You got zero points at the World Cup. Alfonso Davies is the fucking first person who scored for your country in thirty years. You're you're no one. Actually, he's the only person that scored at the World Cup for them in like a hundred years. So that's kind of tough. We didn't we didn't beat them the last two times we played them. And they're only good. They, when Mexico and Canada play each other, who who has the World Cup class player on the field? Not us. Not Mexico. Hey, Alfonso Davies isn't is not the difference though, man. Because well, I, he wasn't in Gold Cup, right, Alfonso Davies? But even then, I just don't think he's the he's like the difference maker that. But you guys don't think Alfonso Davies is a difference maker? Did I hear that correct? I think Mexico are better in every position, but Alfonso Davies can do whatever. So. I don't know, bro. I'm telling you, I think yeah, they're sleeping on Canada. I can definitely see, see them being more hungry to get something out of a gold cup because we've won it, what, eight times? Not saying that we're too good to be winning it and we're above it. I'm just saying Canada's more hungry, bro. They're trying to, like, be in the race, like, with Mexico and USA. For me, Almada and, and Bielsa are better coaches than John Herdman. I think so. I, I believe so. Yeah, but it, it, at the end of the day, I feel like at least this was proven in the world, in the gold, uh, sorry, in the World Cup by Scaloni. Sometimes it's not even tactics, bro. It's just like getting like the the morale and the spirit of the team and getting them just to believe in each other and themselves and you is like good enough. Like no no one can convince me Scaloni is the best coach in the world. Like he's not the best tactician. He's not the best anything. He just likes the team to like be like a cohesive unit and like allow them to believe in each other. 
So that's why, like, Herdman, he might not be exactly good as Bielsa, but he got Canada to believe in themselves and finish first in qualifying, get to their first World Cup. He's not the best coach in the world, but I don't think that uh, Scaloni went into the World Cup and said, hey, boys, we're going to win off vibes and, and Mate. <laughs> like, you know, like, they, you know, they, they, I'm sure there was some type of preparation. And, well, no, and, like, uh, they won because of VAR and penalties and Messi. Okay, uh, really, yeah, bro, bro, you... Well, yeah, we know yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not going to say Scaloni's the best coach, but what he did do was change the formation and line up seven times during the World Cup. They lost. He changed it every single time. He yeah. literally outclassed Louis van Gaal in that game against the Netherlands, regardless of the penalty. Argentina were the superior team. Even though they did have, you know, the help, you know, penalty for Argentina, we all know that. But yeah, he did change the lineup seven times. The CR7 fans are coming out. Bro, he has to carry that team, dude. It's tough out there, bro. The keeper sucks, you know. Fucking Ospina got injured. I don't know what's going on. But we're going to bounce back, dude. My team on this year been a fan since day one, you know, 20 years. I've been rocking with them since day one. Just ordered my two new jerseys. Got that purple with that Ronaldo. I thought it was a keeper jersey. But on this year, we're going to win the Saudi Pro League. And then we're going to win the Asian Champions League. Then win the Club World Cup when it's like 32 teams in it. And we're going to send man Ronaldo as the greatest of all time. All right, now back. To Mexico. Okay, let's give one final answer then. Uh, I'm going to go around everyone asking, what's your final answer after this discussion? All right, I'm going to start with Diego. Diego, Marcelo Bielsa or Almada? I think it's closer being done with Almada. So I'm, I think it's just Almada, bro. I think it's closer to being done. I think he's the actual, the candidate. So yeah. Well, I think it's going to be Almada. I think his project is probably better than Bielsa's. He knows the league better, you know, regional, uh, locally, I mean. And then, uh, yeah, he's good with young talent. Fucking Almada over Bielsa. Chris? Uh, I would prefer Bielsa, but I do think it'll be Almada in the end. Yeah, I prefer Almada. And I also um, think it's going to be him, but I prefer him because I think I just think Bielsa is just not going to take it like the four years. So I don't, I don't think Bielsa will get what he wants from the Mexican Federation. So I don't even think he would accept. I think Almada and Jimmy Lozano will make a good team. So I'm going to go with that. I'm, gonna go with Armada. I'm actually happy with Jimmy being an assistant. I think he just needs to accept the role because I think they, they asked him. Yeah, he did. He actually wanted the head coach role, but I don't think Jimmy's ready for that. I I think, yeah, he's not ready. Didn't they offer him U23 coach too? Yeah. Well, he'd be, he'd be back where he started. He should accept, dude. No, he's not going to find the club. Yeah. I think he should accept the, the assistant coach. All right, so Almada, Almada 2026, and we got Rafa Marquez or Jimmy Lozano for 2030. Bro, we, we need we need an eight year project, bro. We need an eight year. We can't be having these four years anymore. This is hot takes. The hotter the take, the hotter chili we gotta eat. Vamos. Julian Araujo is better than Kevin Alvarez. I'm gonna say nah. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so because Kevin Alvarez is is a champion right now. He's arguably the best right back in the league and very young. And fuck, bro, he has every <laughs> fangirl. One of his reasons is Kevin Alvarez is better looking. Chris liked that. What is the reason Julian Alvarez is better, Javi? What was your reason? Okay. Yeah, let me go. First and foremost... Julian Araujo last season, despite uh, All Right Galaxy, a very flimsy galaxy, was one of the top assisters in MLS. And I know you guys are going to be, oh, but MLS isn't that good. It's top assisters. You can't take that away from him. It doesn't matter. Second of all, Julian Araujo, we saw him in two games versus Panama in World Cup qualifiers and versus Suriname in the Nations League. Started versus Suriname. Solid defensively. 
And here, here's my third reason why. I, and this one has to do with Kevin Alvarez. Do you guys not remember his performance against um, against Colombia in, in Levi Stadium in Santa Clara? Bro, you just compared Colombia to Panama. Yeah, but it's You're Colombia. You're comparing a guy who played for Juventus in the UCL to a guy who plays in the Panama, the Panama <laughs> League. I don't even know what's... What, you know, you're yeah. out of Panama League, bro. I don't even know any players. Bro, Come bro, on, bro. Kevin Alvarez is a champion. Shout out to my boy, Julian Arajo. He's got it. But the amount of mistakes he made in the MLS last season is way too many compared to Kevin. It was three. He passed it back once. He lost He lost the ball twice. He No, bro. He got three goals. You also got to say, like, bro, Kevin Alvarez is a champion in his, in his respected league, bro. He's the best right back in the league, in, in my opinion. So... I think it's just pretty clear. Yeah, I think I'll go, Kevin I'll go with Kevin better. too. Yeah, I'll go with Kevin too for sure. I think Juliana Rocco, yeah. I think, I think they both make a lot of mistakes uh, but because they're still young. But if I had to pick one right now, I'd definitely go with Kevin. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Who's next? Araujo to Barcelona, though. Yes. Yeah, that's what I saw that Barcelona too. Barcelona B. Uh, um, Barcelona. I, I want to make this comparison because I saw it again on Twitter, cause especially because he's playing pretty good in the Prem. Uh, Tyler Adams and Edson. Uh, I don't under I don't understand the the comparison. I don't think I don't think Adams is close to Edson. One, Edson is a CDM, yes, very good CDM, but he's also versatile and can play center back. I think Edson is very. I think he's just way better, bro. Like he plays at Ajax. I think he's arguably Ajax's best player, best defender, best midfielder. And I, Tyler Adams went from playing Champions League ball to. Leeds, which is like bottom tier prem, yeah, relegation, relegation team prem. But I mean, he's still playing prem. He's playing decent there, but I, I, I don't understand the comparison. I think Edson's way too clear. I mean, Leeds are like what fourteenth in the prem. Yeah, like sixteenth uh, or some shit. That's kind of like the same as being fifth in the Eredivisie. I think because Ajax are fifth in the Eredivisie. They just they're just terrible now. Edson's playing center back. Yeah, Edson center. Uh, Tyler yeah, Adams has been iffy too, but. I think they're even, bro, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, was gonna I, think say the same. Even. I was going to say the same as well. I think they're actually isn't much difference right now. Like, I think Edson, his season has, hasn't has been the best as well, like, compared to other seasons. Like, in Champions League, he had some good games, and then he had a couple a, a couple games where he just wasn't that good. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say there isn't a lot of difference right now. Like, you go either, either or, honestly. I think Edson is better just because – I'm not going to say it's not even close because Edson isn't like some amazing freaking generational talent. Tyler Adams isn't a bum either. But I think Edson is clearly better just in this, just because we'll run right now. He plays in a better team. He doesn't play in a better league, but he plays in a more prestigious team. And over the last two seasons, like last year, Edson Alvarez probably had his best season with Ajax. And they were like killing it in the Champions League. They did get upset. In the they flopped horribly. Yeah, but... And then Tyler Adams, who was also on a Champions League team, couldn't even get minutes. Couldn't even get on the field. And they yeah, he was horrible too. I think. I think. Oh yeah, him. last season. Last season, Tyler Adams was an American coach, bro. Like I lead the league. Like, and here's the thing. Didn't he give a goal to Mbappe? Hold on. Why did um? Another thing that I always, I always like, kind of bring up is like, if Tyler Adams is better, like Leeds paid like what twenty million for him. There's teams getting bids rejected for like fifty, sixty Freds and Alvarez in that same league. Like if Tyler Adams was better, why wouldn't they just go for Tyler Adams, who's a lot cheaper? And I just, I just don't, I don't think. Uh, and and Edson almost went to Chelsea as well, bro. That shit was basically done deal. Ajax rejected it. Yeah, I think Tyler Adams. Uh, I don't know. I just ha- I haven't 
seen him get better. Like honestly, like, more recently, yes. Like after the during the World Cup, he was he was really good. But I'm saying like I, I don't think he's all that much better than what he was like in his first couple years at Leipzig. Like, I like my first couple years at Leipzig. I'm pretty sure he was getting minutes, and then he kind of dropped off and just uh, went to the bench his final year. Edson, kind of the opposite. He's kind of sucked at Ajax like at the very beginning, and then he progressively got better, and he just keeps getting better. So I feel like right now he's at a higher level and the ceiling's just going to keep getting higher. There's, there's nothing for, for Tyler Adams to really hang on to either. I mean, he's playing at a relegation team, and then every time you see stats about him from USMNT fans, they're like Taylor specifically like, oh, Tyler Adams is the highest presser in the Premier League. Like, what, what does that even mean, bro? Like, It means nothing, like, bro. Like, Tyler Adams ran the most kilometers uh, out of all games that played on Sunday at 3, at 3 a.m. Like, what? Like... I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I, 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 I literally has the record for the most tackles in a Europa League game or all across all the competitions. I think it was like last year. Across all, he had a day all across all competitions that day that he was yeah, on. That, that's tackle. a matter, bro. Getting the freaking ball back, not you being a hustle merchant. Like, this is not track and field. This is a this is you getting like you're the CDM supposed to get the ball back. Right now, Kyle, I'm looking at the stats right now, bro. Leads, he's the defensive mid, like the defensive guy in front of the back line, supposed to be controlling the, the game. Leeds right now has allowed five more goals than Everton, and Everton's in nineteenth place. Literally, let's get relegated. Like, come on now. All right, who's next? Who wants to volunteer? All right, so we did a uh, Adams and Edson. How about uh, McKinney as a CDM, like specifically as a CDM, or Edson as a CDM? I think Weston McKinney is a better midfielder than than Edson. Yeah, I think Edson has. Yeah, it's clear. Uh, McKinney has the pace, bro. He has he has very decent shooting, very good. Uh, I mean, do you saw saw it the other day? I mean, he had a very uh, nice pass for a goal. I think Weston is by far a way better dribbler than Edson Alvarez. Weston is a way better dribbler than Edson Alvarez for by far for sure, one hundred percent. No, yeah, I think McKinney's clear. I honestly say McKinney's the best. Midfielder in Concacaf. Yeah, in Concacaf, like, I, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say that, but but then also I'm like, I think Chavez is pretty good too. But Chavez is playing Liga Max. Well, yeah, that, in, you're in not Europe. gonna win that against USMNT fans. They're gonna, we're playing. But Chavez is very, very skilled. If Chavez ends up going, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I heard Bundesliga. We don't know which uh, Chavez no more right now, but I think, yeah, I think we're just going off a of midfielder and what they can do with the ball, what they could do, yeah, off the ball. I think West is a little bit better. A little bit better. Also, his aerial game is crazy. Like yeah. when you think about it, like. And also, we're gonna see Weston go to. I mean, with leads with Tyler Adams. So I wonder how that's gonna roll out. Two midfielders from the USMNT playing together, club and national team. I have a controversial take on uh, on Edson Alvarez. Actually, uh, first of all, I do think McKinney is just a better midfielder, like overall. But I think this is kind of be controversial. But I don't think you you can be successful if like a successful team, like elite team. You can probably do it against the weak teams, but you can't be an elite team with a defensive mid like Edson Alvarez. Like if he's just your sole defensive mid, you you you're, you can't win games like that. You, he needs to be partnered up with someone, like someone that can progress the ball forward, move the ball side to side, who can ping um, the balls with, ball, with his left foot and his right foot. Like someone that it's kind of like, like if, if he's going to be the lone CDM, I think he's, he struggles a lot, bro, because he doesn't. He's not very good at dribbling. He's not very good at ball control. Like, like let me let me give you an example. He need, like a per, a per example. Of someone who does this well is that CDM from Morocco in the World Cup, uh, Amrabat. Yeah, he would win the ball back. Not only would win the ball back, he would dribble between two, three guys, 
just to get out of traffic, and then he would spread the ball out. Like, he's all over the field defensively, and then offensively, he would, like, start everything. Edson's not like that, bro. He'll win you the ball back, but then he needs to find that guy, that outlet quickly, so the other guy can get um, um, start an attack or something. His dribbling skills, like his 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 skills to get out, got to get out of like tough situations. It's kind of hard. Edson can't do that. Like really, he really can't do that. That's what if he if he knew how to do that, he would be world class. Like insane. Like if he, if Edson knew how to fucking dude, he would be fucking cracked. Like top team. Like but he just doesn't have that. Yeah, I personally huh. think this is my hot take. I think Brandon Vasquez will will eventually be better. If not, if if he isn't already. Be better than Ricardo Pepe. I think, oh, yeah. I, and I don't know. He's still open to play for Mexico, so he could play for us. But I just think, even if he chooses the U.S., I think he's just built better for the striker position. Like, how old is, is he? He's 23. 23, 23, 23, 23, 24. 23. How old is Pepe? 23. 19, 20. Okay, he's so 20. He's, I mean, who knows, bro? I mean, fuck. I, I just think, think he's more lethal in front of goal, bro. I think he has like an elite, not elite, because playing in MLS, but he has like a very good aerial game and he's like very good like with his back to goal. And Pepe likes to make like runs. Kind of like kind of like how Chicharito would like get get runs in behind the defense. But it's kind of like it makes you a one trick pony kind of. I think Brandon Vasquez has just more to his more to his game. And I think he'll he'll eventually be better if he isn't already. That's my hot take. Whether you guys agree or not, I see what you mean. Like he he fits the archetype of like a Raúl Jiménez or like uh, you know like a you know those big big sturdy strikers that you know that are powerful shots, good finishing. And yeah, honestly, I think Brandon Vasquez, from what I saw against his game in Serbia, I, I honestly don't watch Cincinnati at all. Who does? Um, I think even even has more has better dribbling and better like technic technicality than than Pepe. Like I think Pepe's a little to me, Pepe's a little wonky, especially when it comes to dribbling. He, he has very like chicharito like dribbling. He's not really a good dribbler. He's he's a good finisher, but he's not a good dribbler at all. I think Brandon has better dribbling. So all right, so right, let's go Concacaf or Mexico US. How would where would you rank Santi, Pepe, and Brandon Vasquez. Who who's gonna end up Santi, finishing? Santi Vasquez, Pepe. Like, who do I want for the next ten years, or who's better no, right no. now? No, no. no. Who, who do you think? Is, well, who do you think will be better? Like, or who's better in, in those right now? Santi. Yeah, I'll go Santi as well, a top, and then probably it, it's tough, like, because I don't watch Cincinnati at all either. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll just go Pepe and then Vasquez, but like, I don't think that's a fair like assessment for my part. But like, yeah, San, Santi for sure though. Above them too. I think Santi has a huge, huge future. Like he's at the perfect, he's in the perfect league for Mexicans. Mexicans always seem to strive in the Netherlands, for the most part. Um, he, there's no rush really. Like World Cup is three and a half years away. He's way far away from his prime. So I wouldn't mind him staying at Feyenoord the rest of this season, next season, maybe even another one until he's like 24, 24, and then he can get shipped. If, if he keeps improving, bro. Because like, right now he's not even really asleep. He's doing really good at Feyenoord, but he's kind of just a super sub at the moment. Like he doesn't really. I don't think he's. I don't think he's scored yet as a starter. I think all of his goals are off the bench. So maybe like next year he can solidify himself as a starter, and then his third year have like a complete breakout season where like a team from like the Prem or Serie A or La Liga like pays a big money for him. I think that's he's like on a steady perfect path. I agree. I, I think Santi should sustain Feyenoord until he's the undisputed striker and like he can or he's a starter. I mean, starter and plays a whole season just starting, bro. Like all, all, all fucking uh, 
all season and maybe like a Europa League again or some shit. Like I want to like, and then jump. Yeah, and one one thing I want to add that maybe like it makes it a little easier for. I mean, I guess in comparison to him and Pepe, he doesn't have the expectations of like getting bought for twenty something million by like by Augsburg like Pepe was like something was bought for what like five Ferreira six million. To I mean, yeah, something like that. So yeah. he doesn't have like that big expectations cool. of like being a flop because like Pepe was twenty million euros. And he didn't really do anything. Although, you know, with the Mexican press and fans, that can change like in a week or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys rate the podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you guys follow all our social media. And also thank you for my boy Velasco. Where where can we find you, Velasco? Let him know. You guys can follow me on TikTok at uh, Velasco underscore JR. And you guys can follow me uh, as well on Twitter. It's uh, FCO and then Velasco uh, JR. Um, yeah, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for the invitation. It was great. Yeah. Let's go, baby. We'll see you next week with more Football Asada. Make sure you guys subscribe and follow us at Cabra FC and CabraSportsHQ.com. <laughs>